there's some things that you only really need to remember once a year. And then once you remember it, you forget by the time that another year comes around. I can never seem to remember, for instance, where we store our one big suitcase that we use about once a year, nor the camping torch or the camping stove, nor the base of the Christmas tree, or those little splints that keep the tree upright. Every time I pack them away, I think, okay, remember where you put this. But then, about a year later, I've forgotten again. And some of you might be having the same sort of feeling around this time of year. Now, where did I put, I don't know, the fertilizer for my lawn? Where are those barbecue tongs? Where's the car wash so I can clean the car? Every year, I have to remind myself of the meaning of Maundy Thursday. It's one of those churchy words that we use each year, Maundy. But its significance can be lost if we're not careful. Maundy means commandment. It comes from a Latin word that sounds similar. And we call tonight Maundy Thursday because we read the scripture from John's Gospel in which Jesus gives his disciples a new commandment. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. This new commandment might not seem that new. After all, isn't God about love from the very beginning? But the love Jesus is speaking of here, the love Jesus is showing isn't an ordinary love. It's a depth of love that we've not seen before. We're so used to seeing a frothy kind of love that we miss the profundity of this. The love Jesus shows tonight is love in the very face of pure evil. John writes, verse two, that the evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot to betray him. That betrayal would soon lead to Jesus' death on a cross. But Jesus washed the feet of each and every disciple, even Judas. The type of love Jesus showed was in spite of, or perhaps because of the devil in Judas. Jesus didn't seem phased, and he washed the traitor's feet anyway. He washes Judas's feet. The type of love that Jesus shows is love in the face of extreme evil, love in the face of, in the face of death itself. And at a time of anxiety and danger and outrage in our world, with warships in the water around North Korea, chemical weapons in Syria, brutal killing of Coptic Christians in Egypt, here is love that washes the feet of those who would betray him most. We know the story, don't we? In Jesus' time, no host would wash his guests' feet. Washing feet was a common cultural practice for those sandal-wearing disciples. But it was a dirty, menial task, perhaps for a slave. 
If the host was hospitable, he'd set a bowl of water and a towel out. But no free person would ever wash the feet of another free person. Guests were expected to wash their own feet. Washing the dirt off someone else's feet was a task reserved for only the lowest ranking Gentile servants. And even Jewish slaves were often exempted from that duty. But Jesus turns tables upside down. He takes a towel and kneels down, washing dirty feet from the dusty roads of Palestine. He willingly drops to his knees in the position of a lowly slave. But instead of showing weakness, he shows strength beyond measure. Love is like that, isn't it? measured not in power or prestige, but in acts of humility. So when Jesus commands his disciples to love one another as he has loved them, when Jesus commands us to love others as he has loved us, it's a command of love at a new level, love unknown before. Now the disciples were shocked and perhaps embarrassed by this act of humility. One theologian writes this, the directive to wash one another's feet is a call to share the kind of love that startles and surprises. It's a call for love to show up when no one might expect it. And so we're called to love even or exactly when it might catch folk off guard. Maybe for you that means writing a letter to that old friend or family member that you fell out with. Maybe it means swallowing our pride and admitting just for once that we were wrong. Maybe it means accepting someone not because it's easy, but but because it's what Jesus would have done. When Peter refused to have his feet washed, Jesus said, what I'm doing you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Whatever the meaning of the foot washing, it wasn't immediately evident to the disciples. But the washing provided not only an example of love towards each other, but it also pointed towards something. You see, when we look at Jesus' humble act of foot washing, we see why the disciples were unable to immediately grasp the significance of the act. Jesus lowered himself to the position of a lowly slave. He served, he washed the disciples' feet because ultimately he was preparing to die the death of a slave. Isn't that what we read about in Philippians? in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus takes this bending, kneeling, washing love, even to the cross. 
Some Christians, of course, are fond of saying, God sent Jesus to die on the cross. But putting it that way robs Jesus of his humanity. It takes away his capacity to choose. You see, God sent Jesus to love, and his love took him through death. Jesus showed the world a different way to love and a different way to live. And the authorities couldn't handle it, so they put him to death. As Jesus washed the dirt from between the disciples' toes, he performed a parable of the cross. The disciples would only understand it after Good Friday when they'd look back and understand the act of deep humility in the cross that brought us a once for all head to toe cleansing from our sin. But on this Thursday, Jesus dropped to his knees to scrub away the dirt of every division from the church. He upset cultural norms and he calls us to go low in foot washing like service to each other. We're sent to carry on that love of Christ. We do so here within these walls, but outside them too. And the love of Jesus commands us not to a simple one-way love, but a love within community. Jesus' love is a love that cares, that picks each other up when we're down, a love that prays. This love is a reminder that the Son of Man came to earth as a slave to serve us, to be crushed for us, to free us from our own slavery of sin and open the way for us to delight in God's presence forever. This love that Jesus shows should push us all even a bit further outside of our comfort zones. You see, the danger that the disciples had that night was that they could interpret this new commandment too narrowly as a commandment to love one another there in that room as Jesus had loved them. They could forget to spread this message to the ends of the earth. You see, washing one another's feet is not comfortable. And perhaps even tougher is having our own feet washed or showing a level of humility that accepts the anointing of oil for healing because we have to accept that deep down we're all broken and we all need healing. Does our love have that edge to it? That uncomfortable but holy notion that we are living out Jesus' commandment? Are we following that new commandment that as Jesus says, everyone will know that we are his disciples by, his, by our love? I guess the reality is no. Not everyone realizes that we're his disciples by our love. He knew that we'd fall short, that our love would falter, and so he gave us this meal for our journey. Every time we eat the bread of life, every time we drink the cup of salvation, we proclaim Christ's death until he comes again. So we celebrate tonight communion, united with those in faith, not because we're perfect, 
but because we're needy. Not because we're clean, but because he cleanses us. Not because we love rightly, but because we're loved first by God. Not because we deserve God's benefits, but because God chose us before we could even stumble. And we've also got the opportunity this evening to receive an anointing with oil for healing. There's nothing magic in this. It's a physical symbol that we set ourselves apart for God's spirit to come. It's symbolic of the power of the Holy Spirit who does the healing. But like the foot washing, it requires us to humble ourselves to ask for God to receive our brokenness and make us new. Unless I wash you, says Jesus, you have no part in me. So come, stoop low, humble yourself, eat and drink, Share the feast, be anointed with oil because it's Christ who unites us and invites us in his love. Amen.